to the Paint, Rest, Repeat podcast with Roz Gervais and Laura Day, where we chat about our creative lives as artists while keeping it real and a little bit messy. We're here to inspire creatives just like you to push past those boundaries and make art that you love. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Paint, Rest, Repeat podcast. We are so excited because today we are bringing you Jade Warren from the Instagram Growth Club, (laughs) Small Business Growth Club. I always get confused. Jade, tell us about what you're doing. Hi, I'm Jade from Small Business Growth Club. I'm a photographer, videographer, and Instagram growth coach. I help you make money online. So if you're an artist and you're thinking, how do I monetize what I do? I'm your bestie because I'll help you do it at a really low cost and to get that revenue through the door straight away. That's what it's all about. Oh, I like it. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. (laughs) I reckon this is going to go off this episode. It's going to be so helpful for artists that are really struggling in Instagram land and struggling with their marketing. Jade knows her stuff. So I'm so excited to soak all of this in. Because we do get, absolute pleasure, we do get a lot of comments about Instagram and there can Mm -hmm. be a little bit of like a few negative vibes around it, especially with this shift to video and reels and and also the fact that the platform is often changing and knew this and knew that. And I think sometimes artists sort of struggle with that, go into like almost a state of overwhelm and just go, I am there. Sort of of freeze, basically. Do you have any sort of tips around? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it might be a mindset thing, Jade. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think we spoke about this when we connected for one on one, one trolls. And I think like there's no pressure. Like the way you feel is 100% correct. And tons of people feel exactly the same way. If this is not the right place for you, then empower yourself to let it go. If it is, giving you more negative energy than positive, let it go. Step away from it. There are plenty of other ways to, you know, (laughs) sell your art online. There are plenty of other social media platforms that have a much slower pace and a more easygoing pace. Like, for example, Pinterest, which is a platform that I adore. It's a visual platform. It is much more of a slow burn. It hasn't changed since I joined it, you know, 10 years ago. It's lovely and gentle in that way. So don't give up on online sales. But if Instagram is really irritating you, I'm not an Instagram evangelist. Instagram doesn't pay me to talk about Instagram and nor am I wedded to that platform. I'm interested in you. I'm interested in your energy. I'm interested in your money. And I'm interested in your just emotional well-being, right? So if, if there's any kind of problem there, I want you to feel like I'm on your side and I get it and don't feel pressure. It's not coming from me. I absolutely love that, the whole concept mm. that you're actually in power you're the one in the driver's seat so if instagram's annoying you that much don't instagram you get to make those decisions you know for your business so yeah that's just so thanks jade i love it (laughs) (laughs) pinterest should be paying me though Uh, yeah i know he's freaking another platform well obviously artists are choosing to be on instagram And if they are choosing to move forward and they're wanting to learn and grow and help expand their reach and get exposure and grow their audience, what would be some things that you would do if you were working with an artist that had that goal in mind? Yeah, I think it's useful in this conversation to kind of zoom out and then zoom in. So if we zoom out, you know, all small business and all growth requires some level of discomfort. So when Roz is saying people are angry at Instagram, 
you know, acknowledge that anger, you know, say it out loud or tell your friend or whatever it is, but don't let that anger or frustration stop you from taking action. So that would be my first thing. Don't try and sweep it under the rug and be like, I love Instagram and everything's glorious. If it's not, it's not, right? And sometimes Mm -hmm. Instagram has definitely been hugely annoying for me and hugely stressful for me. And I'm happy to say that out loud. But if Instagram is working for you, if you do find it quite intuitive, if you do find it accessible because it's on your phone and you do find that there's a large community of artists there and you want to give it a go, then absolutely, I'm here to help you and support you. And the truth is, though, the discomfort's not going to go away. So the hands-on practical concrete tip I would give you if you want to grow your reach and you want to grow your audience, you want to monetize stuff is you need to use more surfaces on Instagram. So if we think about the Instagram app and we zoom out again and we think about the history of the app, Instagram has be- has cherry-picked the best of all other apps over time and jammed it all into one. So, you know, we obviously had the feed that was the, the original place to post, but now we have stories, which is stolen from Snapchat. And we also have reels, which is stolen from TikTok. And we also have saves, which are stolen from Pinterest. <laughs> so Instagram is a planet to discover. It is a world. And imagine trying to understand planet Earth. Like it's, it's impossible. It'll do your head in. There's no wonder you're feeling overwhelmed. But you certainly can explore each of those surfaces and find out which one you enjoy, which one challenges you, which one excites you. And that is the key to growing your reach using more surfaces of Instagram. So if you want me to name them, I think that can be helpful sometimes mm. to go through them. the five key surfaces. The number one is the feed, which we're all used to scrolling with our thumbs. Number two is stories, which are those 15-second video messages, now 60-second video messages. Number three is reels, which, you know, those kind of seven-second to 90-second videos that we're all used to. Number five, number four, sorry, is lives. And number five is DMs. So probably anyone who's listening who is using Instagram is really familiar with the first three, which is, you know, feed, stories, and reels. But the less like the less used surfaces on Instagram are lives, hugely. People hate going live. And live is obviously then an opportunity. It's uncomfortable. It's going to be less people in there. You're going to stand out more. You're going to pick up more eyeballs. You're going to grow your followers. So lives are a big opportunity. And DMs, right? People get real funky when I say this, but DMs are the biggest engine for growth on Instagram. And so my challenge to you and anyone listening is, are you using your DMs? Are you using them professionally? Are you using them on your desktop where you can access all your fingers? Or are you stuck there trying to do this kind of <laughs> the thumb thing, which is like a disaster? Like, are you labeling your inbox? Are you categorizing things? Are you thinking of people as, you know, are you thinking of followers, how you can serve them and categorizing them as potential leads? And then letting those leads know, going back to them, letting them know that you've got good service. That you, what are you offering? What's currently going on? Like this is a, if this is a professional space for you, you need to treat it and act and set up a professional operation. And Roz commented before that I have set up my whole business on Instagram. And that is 100% true because this planet has hosted me and it's, it's built me, you know, I'm very happy to say the number because I, I like practicality and I, I hate it when people dance around numbers, but it's built me $75,000 worth of income in 2022. And that is a huge win for a mom of three at home with, would we say little professional prospects <laughs> or, or <laughs> any, any creative person? That is a huge win. You know, how much do you actually need each week to completely transform your life? It's probably a few hundred. So I am really passionate about getting those dollars in your pocket. I know exactly the steps that you have to take but I 100% acknowledge that there's going to be some discomfort on the way. Nothing you can't handle, but it's going to 
challenge you in that way. And I love that as well, Jade, because I was having a chat with another creative just the other day. And if you're listening, hi, I won't name you. It's okay. We were chatting about how she felt like her art was not making a difference in the world. And she says, Roz, Mm. it's easy for you to do the sales and all of that because you're serving a purpose. You're helping people. But Mm. through her, she's felt that through her art, she's not. She's just giving people pretty stuff to put up on the walls. And so I think of her when you were talking about the DM platform Mm. um, Mm. and reconnecting for sales and things like that. It can be quite hard, I think, to, uh, what is it, to be vocal and about what you're doing. Mm. When you know your artwork's Mm. beautiful but you're not feeling connected with its broader value, I suppose, in the world. You know what I think of when I hear that story is I think of the phrase, everything is therapy. And although that Instagram sits on this kind of top level, you know, people might dismiss it as superficial, I would say, and this would be my initial thought because, because I've been through this myself, you have to use these breadcrumbs as a deep dive into your own personal journey and your own personal development. You know, this, this idea that, you know, I'm not worth it. My art isn't worthy. I'm just creating pretty pieces. Instagram's not saying that. Your customers aren't saying that. Your audience mm-hmm. is not saying that. That's coming from within. And I know that because I had the same thing. I spent the majority of my time on Instagram, not showing my face, not sharing my voice, not thinking I was worthy. And yet I wanted to make some money. (laughs) So at the end of the day, I had to engage in proper therapy and properly unpack that programming that I was ready to dismantle. And although the the impetus is, I'm going to say it out loud, very superficial Instagram, the impetus was Instagram. Guess what? Now I can look at a photo of myself. Now I can pass a mirror and not cringe. Now I can talk to other people and help them with my expertise. Now I can stand up in front of hundreds of people and share my voice and my expertise. And it doesn't faze me because I have to do that personal work to get here. So that would be my suggestion to your friend. I'm sure there are many other people who have many different types of suggestions, but every single one of us is worthy, has something to offer, has a community out there that's waiting to embrace us and is waiting for them to teach us, like teach them what we know. And Instagram will enable all of that. But thinking that you're worthy is going to be the very foundational the big step. piece. It's amazing, isn't it? You just have to just dive a little bit deeper and then there is it's something, you know, of substance, mm. substance to unpack. Hello, hello, it's Roz here. I just had to interrupt our episode to let you know about my free Facebook community for creatives. Yes, yes, I know it's on Facebook and Facebook does have its downsides, but it is a great way to meet other creatives and join communities of like-minded people. So if you would like to join our group, you are so incredibly welcome and we cannot wait to meet you. Come and search for us under Permission to Paint Free Community. See you there. When you were mentioning selling on DMs or using that as part of your marketing, like a a major marketing strategy, I just kept thinking about all the artists out there that just really struggle to, to sell themselves. And I'm like, how are these people going to uh, be able to sell their art through DMs when they're really just even struggling to see, well, the value in their art and what that brings to the world, but then also have the confidence to put a price on it and say that it's uh, available? Because I feel like that is a huge 
hurdle in itself to sort of move past. And yeah, I know you were talking about therapy and things like that, but I feel like, you know, I don't know, is it practice or is it like learning sales strategies or is it, yeah, just constantly doing it again and again or like, yeah, growing and improving? Yeah, there's a couple of kind of there's top down and bottom up, and I absolutely mm. hear you. It, it is a, it is a big leap. It's a big leap for anyone, any creative mm. person to put a price on their creativity mm. is ridiculous. We were <laughs> whether we've been <laughs> in the employment world or not, the employment makes it mm. easy because they're like your rate is this much a day. Great, yeah. Like, that's so, uh, but that is arbitrary as well. Like, why does a financier get paid that amount, whereas you know a copywriter gets paid this amount? Unpacking it all is kind of important as well, mm. and then. When I heard your question, the first thing I saw is very, very clear visual is the word sell and then a strike through through it. And then the answer is serve, right? As soon as you stop trying to sell, sell is an ego thing. Sell mm-hmm. is I want to sell. Serve is how are you doing? How can I help you? What are you up to? What do you want? Why are you here? Like curiosity, it's driven by interest. It's driven by compassion. It's driven by completely different things. And so, you know, for you and for anyone listening and for me as well, having that very clear visual of yeah, like, because we do have these images, I've got to pay my bill this month, I've got to sell. But the answer is to serve. And by serving starts very practically, again, by asking questions. You get a, someone in your comments, you write back a question, you know, how are you doing? Thanks for your comment. You know, did this resonate mm-hmm. with you? Mm-hmm. Really thinking about asking as many questions as possible in as many different places on Instagram is a very soft, gentle way, ease into sales. And you cannot do it enough. You cannot do it too much. It is. It will open up a whole world and it takes the pressure off you. And as Rod said before, sales is a really long process. We think that even if we did get up all the hassle to like DM someone with our price, and then they're going to sell and blah, 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 they're not going to sell. They're not going to buy. We, people, don't, people don't buy at the first DM. People mm-hmm. don't get married on the first date. This is a long process of showing up, serving, being supporting, being who you are. It's a long personal journey. And that's not just on Instagram. That's in small business in general. And all those hurdles that you face, they are, you know, fuel, they are fire. And every single artist, every single creative needs to cross them in their own time, in their own way. But they are all crossable. They're all doable. Yeah. Yeah. I think also the other thing I'm hearing here as well is, Yes, it's about the serving and helping, but therefore artists need to connect their artworks with that because they're not offering mm, a yeah. service. So I think it's just a bigger, it's a different way of thinking of it. So it's sort of realising, like I know, Laura, you when you create your artworks, you've shared with me that you envisage that in someone's home and you're creating this artwork for somebody's beautiful home space mm-hmm. where they sh- which they share with their loved ones and there's a different energy with that, right? Feel free to interrupt if I'd say the wrong No, thing no, no. Yeah, you're totally on point. <laughs> so there's a different energy with that and you are creating that artwork to serve actually. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think that's like a big shift in thinking. So I guess today we're inviting you yeah. as our listeners, as fellow creatives, to try to make that shift and realise that your artwork is not just something pretty on someone's wall. It actually plays a much bigger role than that. And it's really important that you connect with that before even going anywhere near the whole concept of serving, of sales, Mm -hmm. however you want to word it. Yeah. And that's like a thread of this conversation. This, like, I didn't wake up 
I didn't come straight into that way of thinking (laughs) as well. Mm. So it took a lot of personal work and diving deep and seeing value in myself as an artist, even just calling myself an artist, calling myself a professional artist, and then also seeing my art as something that I could gift to someone else. So creating what, you know, this is therapy for me and it's healing and beautiful and that's amazing. Like that's very personal to me. But then also this art can bring healing and joy and beauty to someone else's life. So sort of making that connection And I feel like that's a service in itself. Like you're talking about, Jade, like your art can be that sort of service to someone else. But then we've also probably got listeners that maybe might be teaching their art as well. So then that's another service. But I feel like the majority, (laughs) yeah, the majority of listeners might be like selling a physical product. That's sort of where we're coming from today. Oh, I I definitely get it. And Mm. I think there's lots of ways to kind of dive into even that. You can extrapolate it and there's so much in that because it's like, why do people buy your art? Like, have you taken the time to have that conversation, even Mm. with previous buyers? Like, what was it? You know, was it the color? Was it the fact it's a beautiful landscape? Was it the fact that it's you and your personal brand? There are going to be so many different threads that are going to have contributed to past sales that you wouldn't have even explored. So how can you expect or just demand or, you know, like how can you demand that this stuff is going to keep on going if you haven't really explored and gotten kind of, I guess, the hard data out of, well, what, why did you buy? What did you, what did get you across? You know, being curious about your audience in that respect is really beneficial as well. So I definitely think that it starts with curiosity and it starts with questions and you're going to learn so much and it's going to benefit your future sales by really exploring that side of things. I love that, like looking at what you've done and like what success you've already had and then just, you know, backtracking and just trying to figure out, oh, why was that successful? Why did that person respond to it? Like, how can I improve and how can I continue to create work that is creating that emotional response in people and taking them over the line to to buy and purchase from you? And (laughs) do I feel aligned, aligned with that direction? Because sometimes you can land on a certain style of artwork that sells, Mm -hmm. but you're not feeling it. Yeah, somehow, somehow merging those two parts. Yeah, keeping yourself creatively satisfied as well as making money. (laughs) Definitely. I mean, as we said from the start, you know, how much do we really need to sell to make a difference to your bottom Mm -hmm. line or just a difference to your energy? Like it's Mm -hmm. probably a couple hundred bucks a week. Woohoo! Celebrate on Friday night. We're not talking about moving millions here people Mm -hmm. and I think people get really easily carried away they've got to have a landing page they've got to have campaigns they've got to you know that was the commercial Mm -hmm. side of things can be really daunting and overwhelming and send you scurrying back to your art corner I'm talking about conversations I'm talking about conversations in your pajamas at home when you would never be able to have these conversations ever before in the history of mankind so really bringing it back to that part of it and if you are in small business then conversations should be a skill, talking about what you do and being curious about who might be interested in that is a skill you should have. Otherwise, you might not want to add that business side to your art, right? Yeah, and I love how that then, you know, loops back to the self-development side because, Mm -hmm. you know, I always say my art business, my arting and my businessing and my art businessing 
has changed me epically like over the years and Mm -hmm. yeah the self-development is just unavoidable I think yeah absolutely like we said this top level surface stuff can lead to your hugest shifts in your in your relationships mm-hmm. in your family in your business it, it all is from the one well so it's not superficial like this is guiding you to the next level of you i'm looking at my notes uh, I'm, I'm i'd <laughs> really love to touch on um <laughs> i'd really love to talk on planning and strategy because i feel like that is a huge uh struggle for mm-hmm. artists yeah well i, I want to confess I've never told anyone else this. No, I tell everyone else this. I'm not a, I'm not a planner. I'm not yeah. a planner. I'm not a strategist. And you know what? I'm just like letting myself off the hook and I'm letting anyone else who's like me off the hook too. Like I've developed my own plan and strategy. It's called JIT, just in time. Just in time parenting, just in time business, just in time art, if that so suits you. And definitely just in time social. Like Yes, in a perfect world where we had no children and we had millions of bucks, we would spend our days planning. And some people do, but that is not the only level that you need to be at to have success. I have a just-in-time method and it works fine for me. I also have my 365-day content calendar, which is really affordable at $37 and also is a really useful backup. But when I don't have any ideas in my head, I just go to my content calendar and I say, what's, what's the date today? February 8th. <laughs> and I chuck in what, you know, see what that day is. So like there are a whole bunch of different things you can have about this, but I think it starts with letting yourself, like letting this idea that someone's got it all sorted and it's not me and they're better than me because they do. Letting that go because I don't think anyone has it all sorted. And if they've got it all sorted here, they've probably not got it all sorted there. And all, not that So I think it's just a movable fee. And I think, Having a just-in-time approach to social is totally fine. Gets it done, gets it done. No big deal. That's amazing. And then I also, like, we've talked about this before. I think we sort of jammed on this, Jade, but the whole concept of joy. And I think if you can find parts of sharing your art with the world, notice how I didn't say marketing or sales, but anyway, (laughs) sharing your art with the world that you enjoy, then that can feed into this just-in-time approach as well, you know, because if you enjoy making reels because they're fun because they've got funky music and you can splice videos together or you enjoy sharing carousels that go into the detail of your artwork, tap into that. I don't know. That's my take on it. Always, always joy first. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think, Laura? Are you a planner? Do you prefer to have everything kind of documented and Yeah, I do. I like to have it in um, my back pocket. I've actually recently started with Hootsuite and scheduling posts and yeah, just sort of pre-preparing content. And it actually, my nervous system has like really relaxed because I feel like there's things planned ahead of time. And because I have a chronic illness, like I don't know what my energy is going to be day to day. And so it actually makes me feel like I'm making progress in my business and still being present from the work that past Laura did two weeks ago. So yeah, I think for the moment, I've, it's only a new experiment. And I guess for artists that it, like buying Hootsuite, that is an investment. So it might not be suitable for everyone, especially emerging artists that are just starting out and wanting to keep things affordable. But that I feel like planning is is for me. Well, when I say planning, that's not to say that I don't schedule. I mean, scheduling for me is bread and butter. Yeah. Like, I am okay. an Instagram expert. So like mm. I do all the things. And certainly Hootsuite, you've mentioned is an investment, but did you know Meta Business Suite offers exactly the same functionality and at zero cost? 
So mm. I definitely would <laughs> Sorry, encourage. Laura. I should have said. <laughs> I would encourage well, now, artists, you know. like mm. whenever, whenever I've got an opportunity to use a free tool, I'm mm-hmm. like, hello, because as we mentioned before, there are only two ways to achieve success in business. And that is to lower your costs or to increase your revenue. And i am always got an eye on the costs because there's nothing worse than getting, you know, 6, 12, 18 months in business and feeling like I can't carry this on. I can't continue this. For me, I'm always looking to get the low cost solution. That's not to say that I don't invest in things. So I definitely invest in things like Canva and, you know, a limited other number of, you know, video editing apps, but I would count them on like one hand. So definitely um, Meta Business Suite is an incredible tool, an incredible world of functionality there that is free for anyone on Instagram. And absolutely, we mentioned some things about treating your DMs in a professional way. Well, you do that in Meta Business Suite and it's constantly expanding. We're going to be able to schedule reels from Meta Business Suite shortly. So Obviously, we can already schedule feed posts, stories, and carousels. And yeah, so stuff's just happening there. So definitely worth something investi- investigating. Obviously, you know, later, Planoly, you've got Hootsuite, we've got Plan, you've got Schedulegram, we've got a whole bunch of, you know, those scheduling apps. And they're, all of them are fantastic. They all offer kind of slightly different um, graphical interfaces, which is really nice. Coming from a creative, you probably want, you know, a really nice, simple interface. Meta is not as pretty. But this is the functionality is there, and obviously Meta is like the motherland where all is birthed from because it's obviously mm. Facebook. So yeah, yeah, that's such a good tip. I love it. Okay, I'm going to look into that when the my subscription goes to auto renew. I'm going to cancel it, or maybe I could start learning um, Meta Business Suite just, now. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, check it out and see if your investment is worth it. Right, like mm. I said, if the graphical interface actually makes it more um, intuitive for you, then it's going to mm. be worth it. And you know, later is one of those that has a really nice interface and, you know, some people just can't deal with Meta. So don't like, don't write it off completely, but just know that you've got a backup option if it, you know, if yeah. you need to schedule for free. Can I ask though, I'm actually a bit confused between planning and scheduling. You say you don't plan, mm. but I feel like scheduling is planning because you're pre-planning your posts. For me particularly, I post at such an enormous amount, right? Mm. Because I, I'm in the middle of a campaign at the moment. And I post at like a minimum of two posts, like a reel a day and a static post a day, which is a ton of content. Like you, you mm. couldn't, if I was to like schedule, like I do actually, I do schedule it. So I will, do, I will build it during the day and I'll schedule it to go live in my peak times, which are in the evenings. So I do use it in that respect, but also I'm just churning through the content. So I'm in terms of planning, it's like I, and this is what I, I recommend, like I um, don't have like a documented plan, but I have a very mm. clear vision and goal in mind. And I have a, one idea of what I'm going to produce every single day. And this is the crux of what I do. And this is the crux of what I recommend to all artists to do. Because you, rec- you mentioned some pain points around, you know, what the heck do I post today? And this is interrupting my creative process. The only thing you need to post to make sales and grow on Instagram is transformation. So. I don't think about editorial pillars and content buckets and what am I posting? Is it growth content today? No, I'm just Mm. posting transformation. That is the only thing I need to keep in my head. And that is the only thing I need to deliver with every single post. And the more you post transformation, the better your results are across all metrics. So I highly recommend that. And that is like my entire, that's my entire business model. That's everything that I teach is around transformation. So if you guys have any questions on that, I'm super happy to answer it because I just like to keep it simple. I can't think about all the different things, particularly, you know, when like you and I, we're, we're already delivering something over here, which is the creative work itself, let alone the thinking of how to package up and deliver the thing that shows the creative work. So 
Transformation is the one word I keep in mind for every single thing that I do. And that Mm -hmm. for me just simplifies the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So we're talking like um, living spaces before and after having an amazing mm-hmm. artwork or mm-hmm. a messy studio before and then a tidier studio <laughs> after or, mm-hmm. uh, oh, where's my head at? Or, yeah, like blank canvas can- uh, and then mm-hmm. artwork or, mm-hmm. you know, messy splushes and then something like a finesse yeah. artwork or that mm-hmm. sort of scene. Yeah, okay. So people think on Instagram that you have to be constantly creative, that you have to constantly be showing something different or doing something different every day. They're not wrong, but they're not right. There's this middle ground between complete and utter repetition and complete and utter creativity. And that is called like templatization or, you know, or like delivering the same thing that you know, but using different iterations or different versions of it. And you guys would know this in your artwork because that is Mm. kind of what you do too, right? You iterate on the same kind of themes. So that is the key for success on Instagram. And it's just such an enlightening moment because all of a sudden you don't have to be creative with your posts. You don't have to be reinventing the wheel. You have to show transformation, as you mentioned, Ros, some really specific examples. But you could show that transformation of a blank page to a complete page every single time, with every single post, on every single Instagram surface. And that mm-hmm. is utterly delightful. That will get you follows, likes, grow yeah. your reach and grow your sales. Mm-hmm. So... And it's just, it's perfect. It's a foolproof mm-hmm. method. It works for every single artist because every single artist is different. So I would love to hear more, Laura. You mentioned a whole bunch of pain points people have around this, you know, interrupting their creative process and mm-hmm. perhaps feeling like they have to serve this Instagram master that's mm-hmm. like on their shoulders. So talk to me about that and how can we kind of unshackle people from that? You know what? From this conversation, I like to figure out solutions. <laughs> and so <laughs> what I've been thinking is, you know, I feel like once people get more comfortable on the app and more comfortable using the reels and using the functionality, then it can become like a bit more freeing. So I think I've heard so many artists just say, you know, they're really frustrated with having to set up the video and then recording the content and then putting it together and they're spending more time on the marketing than the actual creating of art. And then it ends up sort of interrupting that whole creative process and and flow and are more focused with marketing their art than, than actually creating resolve pieces or being productive in the studio. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you like, I guess, well, that would like, I guess some practical things that they could do would be like having a a permanent setup for recording or something like that. Like what would you, what comes to mind for you, Jade? Yeah. Well, first of all, I a hundred percent identify with that. And don't forget, I am an artist in my photography photography business. So I obviously have a side Mm. of my business that is photography. I completely identify with that because you are Mm. completely absorbed with delivering a good result or product or, you know, this is your creative process over here. The documentation side of it is an add-on. And I think that you're right. You should always look at that documentation side as an add-on. The main event is always over here in the art Mm. side of things. So just having that priority right in your head. And Mm -hmm. if the documentation side of it needs to go by the wayside that day, so be it. But there's a couple of things you can do. And you answered your own question, Laura, which is set (laughs) up your space, right? Mm -hmm. Because a ton of time is lost in setup. And this is a Mm. process that I've been through as exactly myself right now. I've just painted my whole studio. I'm building it up to have, you know, um, fixtures from the roof so that the kids can't come in and knock the 
knock the stuff over. And mm. I get it that this is an enormous privilege. It has taken me a long time to get to this position. I have never had this ever before in my life. So I don't take it for granted for a second. But, you know, other things you can do when you're, you know, starting out in your art journey is getting a buddy, getting a buddy to come along, getting your kids, paying them some money to come and shout, hey, can you come jump in and grab this bit? You know, some people have kids that do that. I do not. Um, <laughs> you know, like, so there's that, the art buddy that's setting up your mm. space, you know, just workshopping it together. Obviously, you know, having your low cost tool sorted, like does everyone in your membership have one of these guys? I think it's like, it was $40. You know, and this is a tripod that is uh, with one step goes up to the size of a person that so you can set it up behind you. You can set it up over here. Obviously, you have my ring light. You know, I'm getting some rigs installed on the roof. Obviously, artists have those awesome rigs that, you know, they invest their a couple yeah. hundred bucks on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Show awesome. everyone. Great. Yeah, let me see. <laughs> yeah, right. So is that on a C-stand? Yep. Oh, yeah. I think it's oh, called wow. a C-stand. Oh, sorry. You're all looking up at the ceiling now. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I'm back. And for audio, yeah, no. that, that's on YouTube. Yes, <laughs> Ros right. is just showing his setup. <laughs> worth it though. Worth it because mm. I think that is a game changer. And yeah. people like are like, how do you do it? How does it's it? Simple. This is the answer. It's mm. a, but it's simple, but it's also like get the C-stand, like mm. pay the hundred bucks. Yeah. Get it it's up. not actually and that then, expensive. I thought it mm-hmm. would, like, I at the time, I should actually say, at the time, it was very expensive. Yeah. I was like, whoa, this okay, this is an investment in my future. Mm. Sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I guess it's like, well, if you want to play the game, you're choosing to be on Instagram, you want to market your art, you want to grow your audience, you want to make more money from mm-hmm. selling your art, then these are the things you have to do in the modern age, unless you want to be in a gallery and just hand it all off. And leave it for someone else to sell it. So if you yeah, but in, let's yeah, but let's unpack that myth too. One of the myths mm. was that artists don't have to try. And I love this. This is like the myth of the beautiful girl didn't put on any makeup, and she did like you know that the French <laughs> girls wake you know wake up because I used to work in fashion, and that was that was the thing. It always had to look effortless. Like it wasn't beautiful unless it looked effortless. And I just want to unpack that completely. Like. I personally am on my belly crawling through Instagram, crawling through my small business. And I have been since the day it started. And I, probably, I was thinking, I probably never stop. And that's why <laughs> a, com- a community is really nice because a community gives you a different, everyone's at a different level. So when I connect with Roz, I get this beautiful, calming, different perspective on how to do business that I would never have gotten myself. And also when people connect with me, they get like this hardcore G up energy that they might not have ever gotten (laughs) themselves as well. So having a community around you is just as important as that freaking rig to (laughs) get your, get your headspace right, get your Mm. energy right. And yeah, like if you want to play the game, but we already established at the very start, you don't have to do any of this. If you want out, you want out and, Mm. and good on you. Like I talked to my girlfriend who's in a different, in a medical space. And she's like, I never want to go into that world. And I'm like, good on you. Stay away. Like (laughs) I highly recommend, like, it's not a problem to, to anyone. You've got to stick with your own energy. You've got to stick with Mm -hmm. your own kind of vibe. But for artists, this is an amazing opportunity Mm. that has never been like this before. Like, what Mm. were you going to do before? Get it out on radio? Or, like, we're talking like instant global mm. publication, and like Roz has shown, and like you guys are showing now, there are many different ways to spin your art in a modern world. It's not only just the visual selling of the art, and you would have done many episodes on this. There's all the other different ways you can market yourself and your skills, you know, from every different perspective as a speaker, as a trainer, 
you know, marketing your art on every different surface, bags, keychains, the whole different thing. So if this is your creative living, it is a skill that you can absolutely handle and manage. You are more than capable of doing it. And yeah, it is going to be a matter of what do you want to do? Yeah, beautiful. I love the positive, yeah, positive sort of approach. And yeah, coming back as well to that power that we have, like it's it's our decision to be on this platform. So let's make it work for us, you know, yeah. not, not suddenly, nothing ever is sudden, but yeah, just, just make it your thing and your avenue. I love it. On that, we also have a lot of creative creatives that have a little hang up around reels and they just yeah. feel too hard, too complex. They don't want to dance on camera, don't want to lip sync. <laughs> um, my, I usually just say, let's just make it simple. Like you're saying with the, you know, photography in your studio sort of set up, how to keep it simple and permanently set up. So it's just part of your process, but in a controlled way. Maybe you have some tips around doing something like that, but in the real space. Yeah, transformation. It's got to come back to transformation. I think this idea of, and when you said nobody wants to dance uh, or they don't want to dance or lip sync, nobody wants to dance or lip sync. Like like, 0.0001% of the world does it. They just happen to be the first that got on there and did it. And the reason we were attracted to that is because there's energy there. We're attracted to energy. So where is your energy? Like where is your spot that is untouchable? Maybe it's not on the dance floor. No big deal. Find that for you though. And certainly if you're in an artist, like a physical painting artist, it should be around painting. It should be tactile elements to it. It should be around brushes and colors and things that I will never touch because I just don't have that set up at this point. But others can see that energy and they can enjoy it. They can feel it. So what transformations are happening in your world and in your business and how can you show them to others? And it's as simple as that. And the absolute practical example I would give is from a blank page to a finished page. And you can chuck in a time lapse of your process in between. Like that's just it. It's the sandwich, right? The and bread yeah. and butter thing. And just chuck out this idea of editorial pillars or things you got to point at or even talking to camera. You do not have to speak. You don't have to speak. Just show transformation. You don't have to show up your face. Just show transformation. Let yourself off the hook. Know that this is the formula for success. And if you stick with it consistently because everything requires consistency, then you will see success on the other side. People will come back and come to know your art and come to love to see your process. And your process is unique. There's no one else on the planet who does it like you. There's no one else who has that energy like you. So I can't think of a simpler way to have success, right? It's easy. Done. I do have a question about what is currently getting traction on the algorithm. And I heard that Reels on par with um, carousel images now, but I don't know if that information is correct. Yeah. Look, as an Instagram expert, I absolutely, I hear all the same information. I take all of it on board. And at the same time, like you don't want to, I think you don't want to be too close to that stuff because I hear, and we be careful of your language, you know, be careful of all the, not you specifically, Laura, but in general, (laughs) you know, when we start to say things like, I heard the algorithm, like personifying it or the algorithm punishes, like giving it this like dreadful, (laughs) you know, some kind of like principle, like power, you know, it's taking power away from us. And it's physically giving it to this thing that doesn't even exist. So I would always remove myself from this idea of the algorithm. There's only one person you need to impress. There's only one person who matters, and that is your audience, your customer, the person on the other end of the screen. 
who cares what the algorithm does or doesn't do or what is trending or what is not like, yes, I like to play that game because I'm one of those, I like to dabble in that stuff. But at the end of the day, I actually know that my business is built on other people buying and working with me and me serving them. It's a, it's people, always Mm -hmm. it's people. So showing, you know, with carousels are back or reels are out or whatever, it doesn't matter because it matters what is easy for you to create. Like what's easy for Laura to do. If you do a carousel of before piece versus an after piece, great. Awesome. Same thing, right? It's the same Mm -hmm. transformation. If you do a reel of that before and after, great. If you do a story of watch to the tap to the next story to see the finished work, same thing, transformation. It works across all surfaces. It also works on all platforms. It works on TikTok. It works on YouTube. Hey, want to see what I'm going to create? Stick around to the end. YouTube, 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 final piece, (laughs) whatever, right? So it really is what I try and do with my education and when I talk to people is really remove myself from the the kind of the coalface because you can get too close. You can get too close to see things. Really take a step back and think about, you know, what do I enjoy? What gives me energy? And what does my customer need? Yeah. What's going to serve them? Mm. And how can I kind of connect those dots? And as we said at the very start, there are all kinds of different reasons that customers buy. But I would spend a whole bunch more of my curiosity on in my customer rather mm-hmm. than thinking about the algorithm. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. That's mm. layered as well with gratitude, isn't it? Mm. Gratitude mm-hmm. for the people mm. who are already following you. And mm-hmm. yes, it might be 97 people. Yes, they may be family <laughs> and friends. But yeah. They are following you and they want to mm. see what you're doing. So mm-hmm. show them what you're doing, you know, and just be present with them. And if you give them things that are of interest, then you're in na- just naturally going to be attracting more of people. So, yeah, sometimes it's a little bit just more energetic, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. If, there's so many things you said there that I want to touch on. One is if you're enjoying yourself, mm. they will enjoy it, right? Yeah. Like, Yep. It's that same thing with like when you take your kids out, if they're having a great time, the whole family's happy. You know what I mean? If, if you're miserable, if you're kind of like mm, through it, it's a horrible experience. Like I, mm-hmm. I've been liaising with someone who clearly hates what they're doing and the whole, the whole thing, I'm buying from this person. I'm spending hundreds of dollars with this person. The whole thing is just laced with this horrible energy and I'm just like, I want out. Like I am <laughs> never coming back, you know, versus someone who is, loving it who um is you know and that's the energy that i try and bring rose in my community is to find what i enjoy and then to share it with you guys and i'm not i'm lucky that it's kind of all connected the dots but i absolutely believe that artists what more joyful thing could you do playing with color playing with shape learning trying experimenting reflecting back on your past work you know that's another transformation this is where mm-hmm. I was in January 2022. Yeah. This is where I am now. This is where yeah. I was as an eight-year-old. This is where I am now. You know, <laughs> looking at those transformations all through your art lens, there's so much fun to be had there. The other thing I wanted to mention was this, you know, 97 followers. And I just want to, I call it the tyranny of scale. You know, we have <laughs> this idea in our heads that <laughs> we have to be the next Zuckerberg to be of use or to be worthy. And it's so false. If you had 97 people in the room in front of you, you would be like, mm. I've made it. <laughs> you would be like, this is as good as it gets. That's 97 people. And yet we are desperately on this treadmill rushing for, I don't know, 10K, 50K, 100K. And I'm not saying it as I'm superior. I'm one of you. I'm on the treadmill too. But at the end of the day, actually having fewer followers is a blessing is because you can actually connect with them. And like we said, that it all goes down in the DM. If you want to make money, yeah. 
you better start getting familiar. And you know, if you want to make money on Instagram, you better get used to this idea of DMing people and seeing them as another person on the other side and being curious about them, welcoming them into your world, doing all this, all the other stuff is just a, a platform for that, for that one thing. And how much easier to manage when you have 97 people on your list versus a zillion, billion, mm-hmm. trillion. So um, mm-hmm. I obviously have, like, I'm starting up other accounts and I'm experimenting. Everyone is a big fish and a little fish at the same time, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're going to get people on this podcast who have, like, 7 million followers. You know, it actually means nothing at the end of the day. What mm-hmm. matters is how you use it to connect. Yeah. So would you suggest when people follow you or new followers, you just say thank you for the follow and starting conversations with new people? I would. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I'd look at anything. You know, if someone has mm. followed you, mm-hmm. that's an indication that they are interested in you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, so like I'm not saying go out there and just randomly spam people. I don't know. People say that, oh, you. I'm just going to spam someone. No, don't randomly spam. Of course you don't randomly do mm. that. But if someone has taken a step to yeah. be in your orbit, you're yeah. more than welcome to respond to that step and say, mm. Hey, thanks for the follow. What are you up to? Or how can I help you? Or have a look at their account. Like someone, of course, like if you start mm. actually using it the way it's meant to be used, mm. which is to connect people, it's going to work so much better for you. So I would, yeah, I highly recommend that. If that's something that you have interest in, you have the time for, I would have a script, you know, there's tools, obviously many chat and different tools can automate this stuff for you and can kick off conversations because a lot of people won't, that won't even write back. A lot of people won't even mm. look at that they'll, or they'll unfollow you or whatever. Who cares? Like they're allowed to do that. That's awesome. Mm. But some people might respond and they might want to know more about you and you might say, hey, did you know I have a podcast? And then if you can put your podcast in more people's ears mm. without requiring any effort on your part, I guarantee that you two will make more sales because your podcast is incredible because spending that time oh, with you oh. is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> This is why we got you on. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. <laughs> you can go now. Bye, Jade. <laughs> oh, I love it. Now, Jade, let's talk about what you've got coming up because you've got some amazing things in your business coming up. Yeah, well, I always try and serve people um, at a really affordable and accessible level. So I think my entry level um, products are like, you know, the $27. And I highly recommend, I've spoken about the content calendar already. I highly recommend the content calendar. You know, if you're on Instagram and you're flapping around, you're like, ah, what does transformation even look like? You know, how do I get started with transformation? The content calendar is really nice. And particularly for someone like you, Laura, who loves to have that kind of long planning or just even a vision, this is the week, this is the month, this is the, you know, you can have a look at the month and think about, okay, you know, uh, Australia Day is coming up or, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up or International Women's Day is coming up and things like that. And you might want to, you know, a big hack for any kind of business is to think about where what you do overlaps with larger zeitgeist movements, right? You know, so, and and thinking about that just gives you something to, to kind of pin stuff on, you know, things like, you know, World Earth Day or World Environment Day. You know, a lot of artists out there might be doing landscapes. They might be contributing to charity. They might have, you know, their art on bags that they're giving 15% to such and such society or things like that. Like if you are in the art game to monetize, and we could do a whole podcast episode on, you know, you know ways you can do that. I'm sure you guys have done podcast episodes. But anyway, if you have that, my content calendar has those dates mapped out. So you can peg your little sales dates on there. And then you can work backwards from there to think about, okay, well, I've got to start talking about that sale at least two weeks in advance, which means on Monday, I've got to do a post on 
how I'm giving to the Wildlife Society and this is what I'm giving and that kind of thing. So once you map out your sales stuff, which I think is quite important, obviously when I say sales stuff, I mean transformation. I mean showing how you made that piece. I mean showing how your work got from your digital design to the bag or, you know, there's so many transformations there. That's what I mean. I don't mean like selling it, but so the calendar has that and then it has all kind of stuff in between that'll just kick off ideas and things for you that you can put in between that can help you like lead towards that. So tons of ideas there. And then I'm running Cash Fest, which is my huge big campaign that I love to run because it's all about monetizing your Instagram. And as we've had in this discussion, I hope that it turns from being this complicated, difficult, harrowing <laughs> feeling that, you know, the algorithm is out to get me versus a really empowered, beautiful, simple, structured way to make money online. And it all comes back down to transformation. Cash Fest is my series of free workshops where I'm, I, I'm doing tons of them. And I just want to get to know you and your business and spend time workshopping your questions because you know, 99.999% of small businesses are really smart, really savvy, just have a few blocks, just a tiny few roadblocks in the way that we can tweak and that will unleash an incredible, beautiful, you know, the revenue that you need to have delight and energy and, you know, just be taking that out for the rest of the world. So why not, why not do it? <laughs> Yay. Well, that sounds really good. I saw you promoting it last year and I saw all the, you know, nice testimonials coming back in and, you know, comments around results and stuff and all those things already. So that looks really, really good. Um, so yeah, thank okay. you for bringing awesome. that to everyone. <laughs> no worries. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. What, that, that's it. That's it. Let's keep going. I don't want to let it end. I know. I feel like this is the longest recording we've ever had. I don't want it to end. I I think because we jammed on like not just the practicalities, but we Mm. went into the personal development side and the mindset stuff. Like, and I, yeah, that's, you know, what's the word? Kudos to you. That's not the right word. Anyway, well, but that's amazing, Jade, that you can see all the layers behind just Instagram, right? So, yeah, just amazing. Mm. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I just think, it, you know, we have this kind of like, it, it's like a production studio therapist, best friend in our pockets. And we kind of write it off as this kind of superficial thing. But I think more and more, we're going to realize that like, this is your engine for growth. It's, <laughs> we joked about like losing my phone and it's like Whoa. losing my whole <laughs> life and, and identity. And I guess that's like, that scares people, right? It's scary to have everything you do wrapped up in this one space. Mm. But there's also opportunities with that as well. And, you know, opportunities we wouldn't, we wouldn't have. And that's, that's the dance that we're all doing, right? We're all trying to incorporate it but not get too close. And if you are an artist who is doing that dance, just know that you're not alone. Like even people who are super successful, you know, my mentors that I look up to, they are in the same dance as us, you know? So I think that is the, just the creative pursuit in, the, in a modern world. And, yeah, I'm just super excited to support anyone who's on that quest. Yay! So beautiful listeners, make sure you head over to Jade Warren's account over on Instagram. What are, what is your handle on Instagram? Small Business Growth Club. Beautiful. And give her a follow. Her account is jam-packed with tips and just gold. So get amongst it. And if you enjoyed our episode today, please leave us a review over on wherever you're listening to this podcast, which might be Spotify. It might also be Apple Podcasts. Where else could they listen, Laura? Oh, we're on YouTube as oh, well. Oh, yeah. We always forget that one. YouTube. Hi, YouTube watchers. <laughs> 
All right, sending you all lots of love and we look forward to coming and bringing a new episode to you in a couple of weeks' time. Bye-bye. Best podcast ever. Bye. 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 See ya.